Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. What's up, everybody? I'm Najee Adams. And I'm Hunter Jacobs. And you're listening to the Hoopball Nets Podcast. We are back, back, back with another episode. Uh, It's been a good little while since the two of us recorded together. But I think the last one was a solo from Hunter. The other one was a solo from me. Uh, I can just say myself. I don't know if Hunter feels the same way. The solos suck. Like, it just, I don't know how. It, it doesn't <laughs> It doesn't flow as well. Like, there's times where I'll pause, and it would, like, in the, the duo episodes, I'd pause and Najee would say something. In these, I pause, and it's just, just nothing. <laughs> it's silence. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I know some people do solo podcasts, and like, I do a solo podcast. Uh, shout out to the plug, the Run It Up podcast. Go check that out. I do a solo podcast, and it's just not the same. Like, when you're used to having a duo on a podcast, like, it just doesn't flow the same. So, I'm glad we both got back on here and uh, ready to talk about the Nets. Um, we have a good little amount to talk about today. We want to talk about the All Star games this upcoming Sunday. Uh, obviously, the Nets have three All-Stars selected. Only two will be playing since uh, KD is dealing with an injury right now. Uh, so it's best to keep him out of the All-Star game anyway so he can play when it matters. Uh, we're going to talk about the emergence of Bruce Brown. Uh, talk about Harden being the first Net to win Player of the Month since 2007. And then we want to talk about whether or not he is kind of segue that into whether or not he's the most important piece on the Nets right now, and then end things off with a a quick discussion about whether or not we believe Nick Claxton should be starting over DeAndre Jordan, or just be getting more minutes than DeAndre Jordan uh, come the second half of the season. We just want to say thank you guys for listening to uh, this episode of the Hoopball Nets podcast. Uh, Before we get into things, obviously, we got to give a huge shout out to our guys over at MyBookie. Uh, Ever since me and Hunter started this podcast, people have been asking us for betting tips. We always literally get asked who you got, Lakers or Clippers, Nets, Bucks, Rodgers or Mahomes. And I'll tell you what I tell them, where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. 
That's why we tell people to bet with my bookie. Uh, their rep is rock solid. They've got the best odds, contests, and promotions in the business. They're the only place I trust to handle my NBA-related bets. And you know us. You know that we don't give out our stamp of approval easily to earn it. You've got to be the best at what you do. And my bookie is easily the best sports book out there. Period. It's simple. Sign up. Enter promo code Hoopball. That's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, and get your deposit matched halfway up to a thousand. Ooh, up to a thousand cash uh head over to my bookie if you want to add an extra little bit of excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet bet with the best bet with my bookie so yeah we want to start things out today with the all-star festivities because like i said it is coming up on sunday so uh hunter and i thought what better way to uh talk about the all-star game than to do our own little all-star draft right here so we have the rosters up Hunter is going to pick for Mr. Kevin Durant himself, and I'm going to pick for Mr. LeBron James. So uh, the way we're going to do it is, uh, since LeBron was the leading vote getter, we're honestly not too sure on what the actual format will be because KD has to pick five, so he might end up going first. But uh, I'm just going to, since I'm LeBron and I'm the and LeBron's the leading vote getter, uh, I'm just going to go and pick first. Uh, what I personally said is that he should pick Kyrie first, just to be like a just to be a prick so that KD can't have his teammate. But um, I don't really like – I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go Steph as my number one pick. So LeBron and Steph, who you got, Hunter? All right. So with the second pick in the draft, I uh, personally believe that KD will pick – Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah, I feel like he has. It, it's it's it kind of sucks for Giannis. He, he's like, he's the most. He's probably the most fun All Star game player out of the starters, aside from Steph and Kyrie. Yeah, I, it, it sucks for Giannis because two straight years, you're the you're the person drafting, and then KD comes back, and you're just like, yeah, get him up out of here. So yeah, Giannis, he should, he deserves to be uh, KD's first pick. So is it back to me now? Yes, it is. So we got Steph and Braun. I'm going to have to go Nikola Jokic. Steph, Braun, and Jokic, that's crazy. Ain't, that's, that's game. <laughs> Who you that, got next? You think? Um, you're going You're going Jokic. I am going to go with um, Luka Doncic. Mm, that was a good one. Yeah, you lucky you got him because he was KD and Giannis right now. Well, you don't got KD, boy. You got Luca and Giannis. I have I have KD in theory. Okay. (laughs) Um, back to me, back to me. So we got Steph. We got uh. So we got basically the one, the three, and the five built out. We need a two and a four. What better two to get than the NBA's leading scorer, Bradley Beal? Bring Bradley Beal on to Team LeBron. I love that you picked him. Thanks. <laughs> um, no, no brainer. The next picks gotta be Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. So I now have, I now have Luca, Kawhi, and Giannis. If you hear me typing in the background, it's just me trying to make sure we don't repeat any picks. So excuse me if you hear the typing. Luca, Kawhi, and Giannis. Now finish your draft and leave me the last two. So so who's left? So we got Joel, Jason Tatum. Joel, Tatum, and Kyrie. Leave me two. 
I can't take. I don't want to run the Kyrie and Beal. And you don't want to run Embiid and Jokic either. So, <laughs> so I got it. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. I'm lying. I'm lying. Low key. Low key. I'm going to take Joel Embiid. Boom. Joel Embiid. Simple. Oh. All right, we so got. I, wait, hold on. Let me let no, me no, say no, my no, team. No, now I finish and then we say <laughs> it. I got the last two picks and I go Kyrie and Tatum. That's what I wanted anyway. So I'm my I'm running my lineup. Kyrie at the one, Doncic at the two, Kawhi at the three, Tatum at the four, and Big Boy Giannis at the five. Okay, and so my lineup is well, my team is LeBron, Steph, Jokic, Beal, and Bead. My lineup. Is Steph, Beal, Braun, uh, and Bede Jokic or Jokic and Bede really interchangeable? We got a nice five out offense. All, all I know is whoever Jokic is on, it's, it's clipped. I feel like you don't, uh, not a single player on your team is better than a single player on my team. That is just wrong. Okay, that, so that's... LeBron's better than Giannis. Steph's better than Luka. Jokic is better than Kawhi. Beal's better Why than Kyrie. Up? You said not a single player on my team is better than a <laughs> single player on yours. As if I don't have Kawhi and Giannis. <laughs> Take your Embiid. Listen, Embiid's MVP almost, so I mean, hey. No, no, he's not. No, he's not. Okay, he, so... He might, he... Five, but he's not MVP. So now we pick reserves, right? And, and Anthony Davis isn't a part of that because he's injured. So yeah, and I get first pick, and I pick James Harden. Now I have <laughs> one of the best players in the league as my first reserve off the bench. Thanks. Okay, you picked Harden. I'm gonna have to go. I feel like this is a no-brainer. I'm going Damian Lillard. Ooh, Dame scared. time, Dame time. So scared. <laughs> okay. Now, because I have Harden and Kyrie, right, mm-hmm. and and it's KD's team, I also have Tatum, and to match Tatum, I'm going to take Brown. Okay, so you take Jalen Brown. I match your Jalen Brown with a Ben Simmons because I know LeBron is going to take him. He's whack, so. Nice. <laughs> Um, now with the next pick being that I need a center, who's better than the best one defensively in the league and Rudy Gobert, boring, boring, Rudy Gobert dominates the all-star game. What is wrong with Can't wait. Yeah. When no defense is played, you're going to pick a defensive center. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. He is going to block them. My turn. Uh, thank you for being an idiot. I'm going to go ahead and pick up Mr. Paul George. Eh, whack. <laughs> okay, your turn. Now, being that I picked Gobert, who better to take than his teammate, Donovan Mitchell? Okay, okay. That was a good one. He was probably going to be my next pick, but I want to have a... So, just, to, just to cap, I have Harden, Jalen Brown, Rudy Gobert, and Donovan Mitchell. As my first four reserves, correct? Yeah, more, that's yeah. cool. That's fun. Ha ha ha. All good and well. I'm going to go ahead and I want to have fun on my all-star team. Team LeBron is all about incredible, making moments for the so, league, I know for the people team. to see. So I'm going to go ahead and take the human highlight reel, Zion Williamson. Zach Levine. 
I match your highlight and give you the best dunk contest dunker of all time. Okay, so then you go Zion. I mean, I go Zion. You go Zach Levine. So who we got left? We got Vucevic, Randall, Sabonis, and D-Book. Yes, sir. Considering I took two bigs to begin with, I got to go Devin Booker. I'm sorry. My son about to show out. Devin Booker. The highest scoring player since Kobe dropped eighty one. Devin Booker. That, that, that's 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 nice. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, good uh, luck with CP three. That that is not who I'm taking. <laughs> who who said I was taking him? I believe I'm going to take former Laker great Julius Randle. And uh, then I'm gonna take CP3 actually. To be honest, get 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 those get those sons some more chemistry before playoff time. Plus, LeBron and CP3 are best friends. So, and then I will take sniper Nikola <laughs> Vucevic, forty percent from three at center, and leave you with the injury replacement and the most boring player in the entirety of the draft. Shouldn't have even made the game. Should have gone to Bam if we're being honest. But here he is, or Middleton. But here he is. Announce the pick. Uh, Demontis, the the I don't even have a nickname for him. What is his nickname? He's got to have a nickname on Basketball Reference. Hold on. Those don't count. They have Nick Claxton as the Slim Reaper. Like that's not KD. No, 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 no. no. Demontis Sabonis. You got him as Domas. No, 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 no. His nickname is. Oh yeah, his nickname is Domas. So. <laughs> So, yeah, my last pick, Domas, Demontis, Savonis. So, a full recap of my team, start to finish. Kyrie at the one, Donkic at the two, Kawhi at the three, Tatum at the four, Giannis at the five, right? Now, my bench, I got James Harden, Zach Levine, Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brown, Nikola Vucevic, Rudy Gobert, and I believe that's it. Did I say Julius Randle? And Julius Randle. Bro, I'm going to be honest with you, bro. Your team is trash. Nah. Once <laughs> Harding comes in, it's over. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me show you what a good all-star team looks like. LeBron. I'm not even going lineups. I'm just going players. LeBron. Steph. Nikola Jokic. Bradley Beal, Joel Embiid, Dame Time, Damian Lillard, Ben Simmons, Paul George, PG-13, Zion Williamson. That's not what he was calling him in the playoffs. Say his name. Hey, 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 hey. He's trash in the playoffs. We all know that. Say his name. Zion Williamson, the book, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, a.k.a. CP3, and then we round it out with Domas, Domas' Sabonis. Uh... And and so, just just so you guys know how the All Star Game is gonna work this year, um, it's it's basically the same format as the last season. So, uh, it's the first three quarters begin at a score of zero zero, and they last twelve minutes. The winner of each twelve minute quarter, so the first, second, and third, will be the team that scores the most points in that quarter, just like every other quarter. And then at the start of the fourth, the game clock gets turned completely off and a final target score will be set and then once that score is set the teams play an untimed first 
first quarter uh, until one team reaches it. So, for example, last year, Team Giannis scored 41, 51, and 41 until they ended the first three quarters with 133. Team LeBron scored 53, 30, and 41. Then they ended uh, the three quarters with a cumulative score of 124. And then uh, the target score is whatever the highest scoring team has plus 24 in honor of Kobe. So the target score was set at 157. Uh, and then that last fourth quarter, uh, so team Giannis needed to score 24 and team LeBron needed to score 34. I mean, 33. And, uh, yeah, team LeBron ended up winning. It was like an Anthony Davis final free throw that won them the game. And, uh, yeah, if, if that, since that's going by the same format, I think that my team would outscore your team literally all four quarters. So <laughs> not much to, not much to talk about there. All I know is you lucky LaMelo Ball's not in this game or your team would have been done. <laughs> why? LaMelo Ball's. Why do? Why should I fear LaMelo Ball? Oh, you will. One day you will. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Keep, oh, and keep... if we drafting coaches, I got Quinn Snyder. I want no part of Doc Rivers. I'll take Doc Rivers. Yeah, go ahead. Um, if we're talking about how our, how our Nets are going to play in this All-Star game, um, so like we said, we have one net starting in Kyrie. Basically, honestly, two nets starting. But well, how about you let me do the prediction since I was able to draft them? Like, Go ahead. Sure. Do your real, thing. Do your thing, buddy. Like the real supporter. Um, I believe Kyrie Irving will score 19 points in the All-Star game on, I will say, 8 of 12 shooting with six assists. So 19 and six assists on eight of 12 shooting. And Harden will have 17 and nine assists on six of nine shooting. And where are you pulling those numbers from? Well, it's my team, so I'm thinking rotation-wise how I'm going to play them. Okay, okay. Um, if I had to guess, I'm saying Kyrie goes absolutely nuts. Drops a 30 bomb. Drops a 30 bomb in honor of our fallen soldier, Kevin Durant. And I say Harden drops a cool triple-double, like 22, 10, and 15. Like I can very well see him getting you know 20 assists. what assist. game this is? The All-Star game, duh. People drop triple-doubles like that. Bro, Harden is a triple-double machine. Yes, people don't just do that in the All-Star game. Well, he is. He is, how about? James Harden will. Sure, sure. He's on my team. That's why I drafted him, right? James Harden's going to drop a triple-double. The Nets are low-key, might so, dominate All-Star. I don't even want to say All-Star weekend. All-Star night. All-Star game. Now, now, call it now. Who gets All-Star game MVP? Who gets All-Star game MVP? Steph Curry. That's a good one, but... I don't I don't believe that is accurate. Um I'm going to I'm going to go out on a limb and say that I see I'm trying to think who's not going to get a lot of minutes compared to who will. I think LeBron's going to get it. Do you actually think that though? Yeah, he just plays so many minutes. He's going to play in the fourth quarter. The whole time, based on how the format is, 
it's either it's either see if I had to pick based on everyone playing equal minutes, I'd give it to Zach Levine off the dome. I think he's he's gonna put on a show for the minutes he's there, but I don't think he's gonna play enough in this format to possibly get it. So yeah. I'd say between between Harden and LeBron, those are my two picks. But I think LeBron's gonna get it. No, if I had to. If I had to pick, I'm going to go Steph. I just feel like he's going to make some sick plays, pull from half probably. If him and Dame aren't on the same team, I can see. Like, I remember before this season, they were talking about, like, yo, if you pull from half, I'll pull from half. Ah. If him and Dame don't get drafted to the same team, I can honestly see them having a half-court shootout contest in the middle of the game, and that would be sick. So I'm going to say Steph just because I feel like he'll make some super highlight plays. He'll get the fan vote, and obviously uh, people love Steph Curry, so. I feel like he, him and LeBron are like the two chalk picks. Like, I feel like KD would have been one had he uh, had he been in the game. If not, if not, um, if not Steph, I say Harden just because I really do think he's gonna drop a triple double. And so, uh, yeah, Steph Harden, LeBron are our All Star MVP picks. Um, and so yeah, we want to get into more Nets news now, like the emergence of Bruce Brown. But before we do, we have to give a huge shout out to our guys over at Manscaped. Uh, St. Patty's Day is for pubs, not pubes. Manscaped is the global leader for below-the-waist grooming, and they sponsored this show, the Hootball Nets Podcast, to ensure you have the best tools for your ball trimming experience. If you plan on getting lucky this St. Patty's Day, then you might as well use code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com for 20% off and free international shipping. You were in luck because the Manscaped Performance Package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Included in this new package is the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, which is completely waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor power, 360 degree rotary dual blade system. That is a mouthful. Look, guys, 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff. So why not use the best tools for the job here? This bundle includes the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, which is the best trimmer on the market for your balls, butt, and body. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Thanks to their advanced skin safe technology, you'll feel confident shaving your thunder down under. You can also get festive and safely have a shamrock in your pubes. You and your partner will get lucky, all right? Their Lawnmower 3.0 will showcase your pot of gold like no other. Let's not forget about their famous liquid formulations, the Crop Preserver, which is a ball deodorant, and Crop Reviver, which is a ball toner. And uh, if you get the perfect package right now, you receive two free gifts, which are the uh, Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. The uh, performance package is the best value that Manscaped has to offer, and it's hot off the shelves. Get 20% off and free shipping with code SHOWBOUND at Manscaped.com. That is S-H-O-W-B-O-U-N-D at Manscaped.com. Also, every purchase at Manscaped.com goes towards contributions made to the Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection. So, uh, yeah, make sure you guys go support those guys over at Manscaped because they support us and every other show on the Hootball Podcast Network. So, uh, yeah, Bruce Brown. The, uh, the man has been an absolute demon lately. He has literally played every position that the Nets have asked him to play in the absence of KD. He has stepped up big time. I feel like uh, Jeff Green was that guy that was stepping up early in the season. And uh, once he got injured and went down, he's now back, thankfully. But Bruce Brown really took 
a, a step forward and filled some really big shoes. So we're super proud of him. He's been playing really well lately. Uh, Hunter, what are your thoughts on Bruce Brown? Well, uh, he is seeing over his last six games, just under 30 minutes a game. So he's finally getting the rotation respect we wanted. Uh, part of that's probably due to KD's injury. But, I mean, he was he was playing regardless, pretty solid minutes. And I think now with the tear he's went on, he's locked himself in as one of the first men off the bench when the team's at full strength, if if not starting. But it, it depends on the lineup they'll have. But, but he's mostly going to be one of the first people off the bench. But he's been the third highest scorer on their team over the last two weeks. He's, he's scored more than Joe Harris. Not that Harris has been bad, averaging 14 on 50% shooting over the last two weeks. But Brown is averaging 16.7 points and 5.3 rebounds on 67.2% shooting. Only person who shoots better than him is DeAndre Jordan, obviously, on a majority dunks and half the shot attempts. So he's been very impressive. He, he also is leading the team in steals per game in that span. And and fantasy-wise, he's been a top 50 player, so now he's put himself on the map in fantasy. Overall, he's just... He's the player that Nets fans knew he was early in the season when everyone was calling for him to get more minutes, and he's proving why they wanted that. No, I remember we were talking to Billy Reinhardt, uh, Nets Daily, SB Nation, all that good stuff. And we were talking about how Bruce Brown, how we want Bruce Brown to get more minutes because we feel like he can be a major part of this team and play a large part, not only on the offensive end, which he has been doing, averaging 16.7 points in the last six games, but also on the defensive end. Uh, he's just been a monster overall. The man can literally, he's like 6'9", has a large uh, uh, like wingspan, long wingspan, uh, good, nice frame. He can guard positions one to five. He does it all, really, for the Nets. And uh, that's the type of guys that we're going to need on this team. We have the star power. We have the talent. We need guys that are going to be able to get in the trenches and do the dirty work. And uh, Bruce Brown is that. He has been that for the entire season. And it's incredible that now Steve Nash and the Nets coaching staff is giving him the opportunity to uh, to put that on full display. So we are super proud of Bruce Brown and uh, super ecstatic to see what he can do the rest of the season. Um, segwaying into that, uh, James Harden has been absolutely incredible, especially with Kyrie kind of being in and out of the lineup, KD being out of the lineup for a while now. Harden has been that mainstay in the Nets lineup. He's averaging like, he has like the most minutes played in the NBA, averaging the most minutes in the NBA. He has been extremely incredible for the Nets ever since they acquired him. And uh, he's the first Net to win player of the month since 2007. And it's now 2021. So what is that, 14 years? Yes, and... uh Honestly, it's it's nice to see that they're doing exactly what I called on the episode. The first episode we recorded after they acquired Harden, I immediately said that I was watching him, and it looked like he wanted to do more playmaking rather than taking the shots, and that he should have the ball in his hands. And I'm really happy that they went that route and made him the point guard because Kyrie can play point guard yes but I do believe Harden's vision and playmaking abilities are better and that Kyrie is better off the ball than Harden is off the ball so I think they're the best version of their offense is when Kyrie can get his shots off the ball and Harden's getting him those looks no I agree I think that I think Harden 
ha- was used to having a like the full load and full point guard capabilities and and like responsibilities i mean on the rockets and he's kind of segued that into his role on the nets i also feel like he's he's more willing to take the back seat if necessary and uh which Kyrie not not even a shot at Kyrie he's more he like he just wants to get buckets which is perfectly fine like and I just think Harden is a more gifted passer than Kyrie like just naturally so him running the point I think puts the Nets in the in the best position to succeed like I said first player of the month in almost a decade and a half for the Nets uh before him it was Vince Carter in April of 2007, then Vince Carter again in December in 2005, then Vince Carter again in, Dece- in February of 2005. Before that, Kenyon Martin, February 2004, and then Jason Kidd won it in November of 2001 and November of 2002. But uh, before that, before 2020, before 2000, I mean, before 2021, no net had won since 2007. So uh, shout out to James Harden, bringing a little bit of hardware uh, back to, to Brooklyn. Um. But since we're talking about Harden, do you think he is the most important piece for the Nets right now as currently constructed? I would say yes. Well, I think ranking the big three's importance is like Harden 1A, KD 1B, Kyrie 2. And that that's not even me trying to take a shot at Kyrie. I just do believe that Harden and KD are the superior players and more important being that Harden's their primary ball handler and point guard now and better on the defensive end than Kyrie as well. And then KD is the best player on the team. That's clear. But his main priority is to score the ball and play defense. He's the best defender out of the three. But Harden... Harden taking Harden out makes the Nets what they were early in the season, which is a great East team that looks like they can be defeated. Harden in there, removing any one of the other two, I still have the Nets as the favorite. Specifically, if Harden and KD are the two playing, I don't. I still don't see any team that can match up with them. But even if it's Kyrie and Harden. The, their team has enough scoring capability to keep up with any team in the league. So I do see Harden as as the most important piece. Um, For me, I think, obviously, Harden has led the Nets to a 9-4 and record in February, which was the best in the East in that time. Uh, the Nets are 5-1 and with the big three playing together. He's been absolutely lights out. Uh, he since he since the Nets got him, he's had 19 double doubles, seven triple doubles, already second most recorded by any player in Nets history. The man hasn't even been here for three months uh, since his Nets debut on uh, January 16th. Harden ranks first in the league in assists, triple doubles and double doubles. And Brooklyn has the second best record in the league at 16 and seven at that time frame. Uh, he, he's just been absolutely incredible this year. And I feel like he is their most important piece right now. Obviously, this is not to debate whether or not he's the best player on the Nets. Me and Hunter both very much so agree that that, that title goes to Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is the second best player in the NBA. Some believe he's the best player in the NBA. Regardless, one of the top three players on the planet. But when it comes to importance, Harden's ability to stay in the lineup while these other two have been in and out of it, and KD and Kyrie, has gone a long way for me 
in, in, in believing that he's their most important piece. Durability is a large part of being able to win championships. Uh, as we've seen with multiple championship teams, injury can derail a championship team quicker than anything else. And so Harden's ability to stay on the court and keep these Nets winning games and keep them as top tier contenders in the East to get that seeding position has gone a long way towards me believing he is their most important piece. Obviously, the point guard is usually the most important piece for a team. And he also does play point guard, getting other teammates involved. He's like his ability to get Bruce Brown involved has like been a large part in why Bruce Brown has kind of broken out. Uh, he gets Joe Harris super easy open shots, probably some of the most some of the easiest shots he's gotten his entire career just because Harden draws so much attention in an offense he's walk he's offensive efficiency in one player the man is one of the most efficient players in NBA history when it comes to the offensive end and this is what we were saying when the Nets acquired him like you're, you're as soon as you get Harden you're locking in a top three top two top offense in the league and uh that that alone can't be discounted. So yeah, I'm gonna go out and say that that Harden is the Nets' most important piece. Uh, the man has just been lights out lately, and uh, yeah, w- without him, had he had he gotten injured and all of the Nets' big three were down, things would be looking scary for the Nets. But um, Harden has proved to be kind of the knight in shining armor for this Nets team, and uh, I don't think anyone. I know a long time ago, well, when they first acquired uh, Harden, everyone was thinking that the Nets gave up too much. I haven't really heard that lately. It's been nothing but sunshine and rainbows from Nets fans. So uh, Harden, in my opinion, is definitely the most important piece right now. That can change 100%. But as for right now, now time recording this, uh, me and Hunter both think Harden is their most important piece. Um, one, one other question I have for you now, going to the opposite end of the Nets roster. I'm going to name off... Seven players, and I want you to tell me if you think any one of them will see a playoff minute based on what you've seen from them over the past two weeks. First is TLC. Okay, so you want me to just say yes or no? Yes. Uh, Let me see. TLC, whether they earn a playoff minute. I think he'll I think he'll get minutes in the playoffs. So you say yes for TLC yes. even though he's been absolutely dreadful as of late. I think he will. I think he'll still get minutes in the playoffs. Tyler Johnson. Uh, will he see a minute in the in all of the Nets playoff throughout all of their playoff games and blowouts? Will he play in any game that is meaningful? Blowouts don't count. Yes. Yes, I think so. Andre Roberson. No. Iman Shumpert. I don't think he'll be on the team in the next week and a half. Landry Shamit. Yes. Just because, like, you can't trade for him and then not use him. Like, he's still a pretty good shooter. What is he shooting from three this season? Uh, let me see. Like it, that that's his that's his biggest pull when we're talking about Landry Shaman. His and shooting has improved over the last two weeks. So that is a plus. On the season he's shooting thirty five percent from three, which would be a career low. But um I mean he's also attempting a career low in, in shot in three pointer. So, you know, it just comes comes and goes with him. But I think he'll see minutes just because of the amount of tension he will like you're not gonna leave him open. Regardless of whether or not he's been off this season, you're still not gonna leave Landry Shaman open. These last two should have the same answer, so I'm going to say both of them. Chris Chioza and Tyler Cook. 
Uh, I don't think Tyler Cook sees any minutes, and I don't think Chris Chiosis. Ah, no, nah, I think Tyler Johnson would see the minutes over Chris Chiosis. So yeah, neither um, one of them. Bonus. Nick Claxton without the Nets acquiring a center is clearly a yes, but if the Nets get Andre Drummond, does Nick Claxton see minutes? Hmm. I don't think. I think he, if if the Nets get Drummond, he would obviously be their primary center. And then I think he would. I think Nick Claxton would see minutes, and he would split with DeAndre Jordan, like, straight down the middle, honestly. Um, but what about, since we're talking about that, do you think, like, DeMarcus Cousins would be a fit for the Nets? Because I keep seeing people say that DeMarcus Cousins and the Nets are, like, in, in, in talks or anything like that. The Lakers did not want anything to do with DeMarcus Cousins. I know he was rumored to be wanting to go there. Do you think the Nets would be a good so, fit for, for Boogie? Personally, this is not the DeMarcus Cousins that was dominating the league. Now, looking back to when he was on the Warriors, yes, he played with KD. Yes, he has championship experience. But I remember sitting in Buffalo Wild Wings watching the NBA Finals, seeing DeMarcus Cousins airball a layup, front rim another layup, hit the backboard only on another layup. That's the player he is now. He settles for three-pointers rather than attacking, and he's not an efficient shooter, and he's not an elite finisher. And he his athleticism overall is not the same. I don't believe he should start anywhere. Now, if the Nets get him, him and DeAndre Jordan are on an equal playing field of bad. So Claxton should still, in my opinion, which is our next question, start over both of them if they get DeMarcus Cousins. So my answer then is I feel like that's a hot take. I don't think he should be anywhere, if we're being honest. On rosters, yeah. On benches, yeah. Starting, no. Not anywhere. I feel like that's a hot take. I believe maybe he can start on the Pistons. That's about it. I I think that I think it's tough um, when it comes to Demarcus when it comes to Boogie. Uh, just looking at his stats this season, like he he had some some moments this year where you thought, "Damn, is that is that the old Boogie?" Like he he showed some glimpses, but and 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 he wanted to in the end get off the Rockets because he felt like he wasn't getting enough playing time. And and because the Rockets said themselves they wanted to be young in the front court, which meant all focus on Christian Wood. Which means PJ Tucker is probably on the way out soon too. Hundred percent. But the fact that that Boogie wanted out because he wanted more playing time still kind of speaks to to what where his head's at in terms of his role on a team. He's pulling the mellow right now. Yeah, exactly. Like, if he still thinks that he should be playing 27 minutes plus per game, then no, I don't want him on the Nets. But if he's okay, and maybe that was just because the Rockets were trash, so he felt like, we're already trash, why not play me more? Maybe he'll be willing to take a lessened role on a better, on a championship caliber team. But if he still... The problem I have is that his efficiency is, is literally at a career low for him. He's shooting 37% from the field and 33 from three, which is not awful. It's manageable. 
But the fact that he's only shooting 42% on all his two-point attempts is is a problem. I mean, I agree. I, I just think that, say Andre Drummond doesn't get bought out. And the Nets could be playing this waiting game, waiting to see who gets bought out. If the buyout market isn't as 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 juicy as we're thinking, I think the Nets could very well take a shot on Boogie. It just I think they need to have a very serious conversation with him before they sign him and let him know what kind of role he'll be playing. Like at this point, I would rather see Nick. Cla- I think he, he would go tr- like split minutes with Nick Claxton, DeAndre Jordan. He's not going to be their primary center. He's not going to play an outrageous amount of minutes. And as long as he knows that and he's OK with that, I'm OK with taking a chance on Boogie. But if he's going to come in and want and- taking taking him on the roster is fine, but. I'm I'm telling you, there's no point in starting him at all because he's just going to take shots away from the stars. I mean, I agree. I just think that the Nets obviously need big man help. And so if Boogie is willing to take that lessened role, I think he's worth the shot. And that kind of leads us into kind of where we want to want to end things today. Uh, Nick Claxton versus DeAndre Jordan. Uh, going into the second half of the season, and our next episode is going to be uh, basically looking at the Nets second half of the season and seeing what games we're excited for, what games we think could be tough ones, what games we should run away with, and basically just evaluating the second half of the season. But before we get into that next season, I mean, next episode in the second half of the season, who do you think should be playing more minutes? Do you think the Nets and Steve Nash and the coaching staff should lean more towards Nick Claxton and kind of let him rip, let him free or kind of stay what we're doing now and kind of have DeAndre Jordan leading the timeshare? Well, I already made it, made it clear in my boogie statement, what I was going to say. Um, I think Claxton is, is easily not a, not a question the better option over DeAndre Jordan. I, I don't I don't really think that it, it should be a discussion. In his four games this season, in just 15 minutes a game, coming back, he's averaging 8.5 points, 2.3 boards. Yeah, the boards will go up with the minutes. 1.3 steals and 1.8 blocks on 62% shooting. So his defensive ability is obviously higher his athletic ability is higher if he can work on his rebounding then it's a a done deal for sure now i guess experience is the only thing you can lean towards jordan for but if you give claxton that second half of the season to work with those guys in the starting lineup by the time playoffs come i think he'll be ready and and i i do believe He's taken a huge jump from the first year to this year already. And having all those stars around him will make his job a lot easier. So I definitely think Claxton should have the job. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm not going to play devil's advocate. I 100 percent agree with you, bro. Um, I think Nick Claxton has has shown me personally a, a lot in these last couple of games in these last like week and a half, two weeks. Um, I think He's just a more versatile player than DeAndre Jordan. He's younger, got fresher legs, uh, and kind of with defenses kind of know what to expect when DeAndre Jordan is out there. Like, you know what he's going to give you a lob. He's a lob threat, gets a board, can block a shot every now and then. But for the most part, he's, he's operating in the paint, 
teams defenses know what DeAndre Jordan is giving you at least with Nick Claxton he's a little bit of a wild card the scouting report still out on him we don't know he has not anywhere close to reach his potential um and I kind of feel like this is what we were saying about Jared Allen a while ago, like back a year and a half ago or two years ago when he was kind of still a wild card. And we see what Jared Allen has turned into. He's balling for the Cavs right now. And I think we should give Nick Claxton that leeway, that freedom, that ability to show us what he's got. If he can't handle it, if he proves to be uh, not a bust, but like if he proves to crack under the pressure this year, then we throw DeAndre Jordan back in there. Who cares? But for now, entering the second half of the season, I think Steve Nash and the rest of the coaching staff should kind of pivot towards giving Nick Claxton, not running him to the ground, but giving him the edge and the timeshare when it comes to DeAndre Jordan and Nick Claxton. Yeah, I mean, I do believe the minute split regardless is going to be maybe like 27 21 exactly 22 is not going to be a huge difference but i do think claxton should play the bigger share of the minutes i 100 percent agree and we would love to know what you guys think as well so uh tweet us at hoopball nets you can tweet me at nausea underscore hunter is at hunter underscore jkr so uh, yeah let us know what you guys think um and yeah we're gonna get up out of here we hope you guys enjoyed this episode make sure you leave a five-star rating and review on apple Podcasts because overviews will get right on the pod uh just shout it out to twitter but we'll do it again make sure you uh follow the run it up pod for me when it comes to uh my podcast uh if you want to check out me talking to uh, a lot of cool people if you guys have heard of nba top shot me and hunter were just talking about it off the episode for a while i'm gonna have uh andy 8052 on the pod next week uh, he spent like 71k on a lebron dunk so if you guys want to hear about top shot check out my podcast the run it up podcast subscribe to the hoop ball nets podcast follow us on twitter at hoop ball nets like i just said i'm at Najee out of underscore on twitter hunter is at hunter underscore jkr and before we get out of here let me give you your letter bro it is Ooh, I want to say why, but I can't. I can't even think of a a why name. So I'm gonna say F. 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 Facundo Campazzo, man, front rim to three and a four <laughs> on one fast break. <laughs> no, they're not. And mine's is Frank Nidokina. And with that, we'll talk to you guys next episode. Later. <laughs>
Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately! Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.